Hello, welcome. You're listening to a cup of chatter with me, Anastasia, and me, Ines. Welcome back to our official one-hour episode. I bet you've missed those. I bet you couldn't wait. <laughs> yes, to listen to us for one hour. I mean, not just us, because we have planned two interviews oh, today. Yes. We wouldn't let you down. We knew that you wouldn't want to hear us just bubbling away for an hour. So we saved you. <laughs> Yes, and what is this show about, Anastasia? So, as you probably have seen on Instagram, which you should follow us at, at a.cupofchatter, then you would have seen that today we're going to talk about the cinema crisis that is currently taking over the UK with Cineworld closing its doors recently. I mean, temporarily closing. Temporarily. Temporarily. True, true. But we are going to talk about the repercussions of it and everything in between. Yeah, so you all cinema lovers will want to stick around. But first, let's talk about something positive because I know um, the tiers just were, were just announced and everything is going back to the way it was a few months ago. So what, we, what do we need in it? We need a dash of positivity. So what's your dash of positivity in us? So my dash of positivity today is related to Save the Arts campaign that the government has launched. And it is a failure because it is. It is like people are um, criticizing it a lot. They've just said like, uh, we want to support the arts because that's what that's what drives UK's economy. So we have like a fund of 1.57 billion pounds to help the arts. But a lot of people have done the calculations, and that's not enough. And it's not gonna save the arts. So a lot of people are upset. So there was a girl on Instagram, Lucy McCourt's blog, who has just posted a picture of one of their images of the government's campaign that said, Fatima could keep the job she loves, and then save the arts and AGM government. And she just simply added, in brackets, if the government decided to give a fuck. <laughs> and this just went, this simple edit just went viral, like, Oh, I've seen that. Have you? Like a lot of people have posted it on Inst- on Insta Story, and even Dua Lipa has posted it on this on her Insta Story. So the girl is just like mind blown, and she even started uh, selling like posters of this that she created. I'll buy one. This is actually really interesting because I saw it was the poster, right, with the ballerina. Yes, with the ballerina. Yes, and it was so interesting that. You know, you usually just see a poster and you don't know how many people it took to create just a simple poster. So how important arts are and how the government really isn't giving a fuck. Yes, so it's just a good, a bit of a dash of positivity. And a good reminder as well. Yeah, to save the arts. Because we are going to talk about a kind of arts yeah. this week, so I just deci- decided to throw it out there. And what is your dash of positivity, Anna? Well, um, as you know, it, it was a little bit hard to find one because, well, of the current climate, but I did some digging and I found something that is not exactly a dash of positivity, but a great reminder. Um, so this month is Black History Month and I think um, Times Magazine collaborated with Megan Thee Stallion 
to create a short video all about the perception of a black woman. And it was such an insightful, such a powerful, such a heart-wrenching, uh, not article, I'm used to saying article, video <laughs> that everyone should watch. Because it said that, you know, a black woman is always supposed to be strong, she is supposed to own her sexuality, but only with her boyfriend, not with her friends. She's supposed to be strong for every single other person, but when it comes to her, she only has her back. And it was really powerful to see that, and it had shots of various different black women in various different states, and it's something I think a lot of us need to watch because Black Lives Matter movement still exists, but you know, we don't hear about it as much as we did a few months back. And it's always good to watch these things and to remember that we're, we still have a lot of work to do uh, for these people. And that was my death of positivity. I've actually seen a poster at uni today of like saying justice for Simon, mm -hmm. and I think he was a black man who was. Who was written fairly? I don't know. Yeah. And I do want to search about it. So Black Lives Matter is still there. There are still posters about it. Exactly. And, and Brianna Taylor's murder was actually never. Well, she never got her justice. So this is still something that is ongoing. And we should we should never forget, even if it's in America and it's not in the UK because we have cases in the UK as well. And with that sad note, <laughs> let's go back to our main topic. Which is also sad. Yes, true. So, as you probably all know, because it was breaking news, I think October 5th, Cineworld decided to temporarily shut all its 128 sites in the UK and Ireland over, you know, like during this week. I think there's still, some of them are still open or have they shut down completely? I'm not sure. I'm not sure as well. Is Sheffield one of I think it's closed, Sheffield one. Probably. Yeah. Initially, when I saw the article, it said that over 45,000 jobs are at stake, which is a lot of people. Basically, Cineworld just like sent an email to their staff saying that they were like out of job mm -hmm. after the, the press had leaked this information. So they first knew by, you know, their local newspaper, you're fired, and then they sent an email to them. Uh... And they knew it was going to be leaked, so they could have told their staff first right it reminds me of like that rule we have in editor's court of practice of like the shock value of you should never like break yeah oh my break God. shocking news to like family and friends but you know in this case no one got hurt physically mentally a lot of people. yeah <laughs> how do you know that a big inter uh, like company is gonna when they're gonna send an email to their staff true they hacked Ooh, news of the world scandal right here um but yeah there are other articles that say that zero hour there were a lot of zero hour workers at Cineworld, and the, uh, a lot of articles say that they are held hostage because they still have the contract they are mm -hmm. not just not gonna be given any hours so they can't go and work anywhere else well, they could. They could. But also, there are no jobs at the moment, so... Yeah. <laughs> yes, because also, in the university, I know that a lot of students are applying for part-time jobs, even for part-time jobs, and they can't get them, so... 45,000 people are about to be left stranded right now. Yeah. Even when we look at the heat and the cinemas as a place, as a wonderful place that we love to go to, it's also the people that work there. Definitely. 
before we go into like the cinema as a place, I think economically um, something that we often forget is that the cinema and its workers are not the only people that are going to be impacted by this, but also surrounding shops and restaurants that rely on cinemas like Cineworld to get the audience like near yes. them and like get the advertisement and the marketing. So all of these like restaurants that are usually f like full because you know after a movie you go and grab yeah. a drink or a bite, they're now are gonna have less customers, less income, so they're gonna be hit as well. Yeah, for instance, here in Sheffield, Cine World is in this entertainment, right? Yes. And why have they made this decision? Because basically, many big budget movies like the blockbusters decided to postpone their release. I was so sad about that. That hurt me. That personally hurt me. <laughs> so if it's personally hurt you. Can you tell us some examples of yes. movies? First of all, I thought I thought Tenet was going to be pushed back as well. Ah, yeah. but it wasn't. It wasn't. I was so happy and I think a lot of cinemas thought that Tenet would be their saving grace because yeah. a lot of them opened around that time. Yeah. But unfortunately that didn't happen and we went back to where we were and now movies like James Bond, Wonder Woman, and Batman with Robert Pattinson, which I was so excited, which is still filming by the way. They filmed in London and now they've filmed in Liverpool and fans have been like coming out and being like, can I like sneak a peek of Robert oh, Pattinson? Oh wait, Robert Pattinson is that close to us? Yes. What? <laughs> I wish I could see him. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep my gushing for another time. Uh, also Dune, which so many people are excited about. Um, do you know Dune? No. So, no, no, no. <laughs> Dune is the biggest sci-fi novel that was published in 1965 by Frank Herbert and it has, like the entire geek community and sci-fi community love this book and I think David Lynch made the first movie adaptation which is now a cult classic and everyone is so excited about Dune. So I think it has the same level of advertisement and popularity as Tenet. Oh, okay. So, but that has been pushed back as well. Yeah. Avatar 2 has been pushed back. Black Widow has been pushed back. I don't know how old Scarlett Johansson will be when this <laughs> movie comes out. Yeah, and like fans were so excited about it as well because she, spoiler alert, the, oh. Um, oh yeah, you know, um, some, <clears throat> something happened to her, you know, in the Marvel movie. Yes, yes. Happy, happy ending. So yeah, fans were really excited about that as well. So it's really sad. And about Tenet, by the mm -hmm. way, fun fact. So there are a lot of big distributors that are helping the cinemas, but like Universal and Warner Bros and Disney are the ones that are not helping at all because none of them want to be the first ones to come out with the big movie. Warner Bros actually, you know, released the Tenet. Mm -hmm. So they were like, okay, you'll have this movie, okay, now pass it for like a month or two months and let's see if it gets successful and we'll give you other movies if it is successful but Tenet was not successful in the US so they were just like mm -hmm. Now let's not do any more movies. A Christopher Nolan movie wasn't successful I in the know, US. I know. I know. So who is actually helping more the cinemas are, as you said, Netflix, Amazon Prime, yes. the streaming services, who everyone thinks that they're like competing with cinemas. Mm -hmm. They're actually the ones releasing movies in the streaming services, but also giving it to cinemas. 
Yeah. No, that's true, and it's really interesting because there's always this big fight between cinemas and streaming services. I think Steven Spielberg uh, came out in 2019 and publicly stated that he's against streaming services mm. and he's afraid for theaters. And right now, streaming services are what's holding holding cinemas up and lifting them up. But also, looking at this list of movies, it literally just got me thinking that those are all blockbusters. Those are like movies that typically, when it comes to numbers, they will do really good on cinema. So yeah. once they come back, maybe it won't be that bad. Maybe like because we have all these blockbusters, they will have a chance to kind of get back on their feet again. I really don't understand, but I think they will have to like one of them at least ha will have to do, to release a movie on Christmas because it's oh, yes. Christmas. They're I'm not sorry. gonna waste Christmas, right? Uh, yes, they will because Netflix is very popular around Christmas, so I think everyone's gonna be on streaming services and also will definitely be on national lockdown by then. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Because <laughs> Boris Johnson. Because Boris Johnson. You didn't yes. finish. No, because Boris Johnson. Period. Oh, okay. There's nothing else to be told. <laughs> but what do you think? Do you think like the cinema will be able to bounce back? I think so. It's something that is... Even if none of us or most of us haven't been to the cinema like since March, uh -huh. it's been so long. I think cinema is just part of who we, we are. We grew up with cinema. Yeah. We used to go to the cinema of our families. It's still a nostalgic place and I don't think people will stop going to the cinema when this all comes down. I think mm -hmm. it will come back. Like I feel like the popularity will come back again, but it will take so long. True, that's true. That's what I'm afraid as well. I think there's nothing that can replace the cinema. Yeah. All the streaming services in the world because, yeah, there's this beautiful experience when you go there, you're surrounded by people you have no idea who they are, and then the lights dim and you're all watching this movie and like you hear that person laugh or like you hear a comment in the back and you laugh as well. Like there's this like sense of community there but also like the sense of like the big screen and the Dolby surround and all of that beautiful things all of those beautiful things that you can never recreate on your bedroom or your living room yeah the, this is actually one of our interviewees said is that they have like the best like sound system in yeah. their living room it's it still doesn't compare to a fraction of how you feel in a big watching yes. it in a big screen so true so true literally nothing compares that aside what i really wanted to talk about is that yes cinema will bounce back but so i read something that james cameron said also in 2019 james cameron big love for that man really I yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes titanic but avatar like what else has he done i think i think it was good avatar i was young but <laughs> i slept through it so i need to rewatch it and then i'll give you my actual okay. like mature opinion nice. but so far it was boring that aside yeah. please don't come <laughs> for me um, that aside, um, he said that what he's afraid of is that the cinema will come, become such a special and like once in a while, what, like once in an occasion um, experience that the prices will rise and it will be okay. like 50 pounds for a ticket so oh people God. won't go. Yeah. No. Because it is really expensive like to make a movie and they do depend on ticket sales. I know, I know. I think it will come back the yes, same, hopefully. I hope. I mean, we're crossing our fingers. 
that the cinemas are not that dangerous right now people don't feel uh, like they think they are not gonna feel safe if they go to the cinema because it's a close place and it has a lot of people i it's guess true, yes. not now but yeah but actually there i I've been, i went to a cinema to do the interview the light yeah. here at chatfield and they had like hand gel everywhere they were all wearing masks they were like corridors they like just close seat they don't let you sit near anyone like i think it's pretty safe and i think it's just like people have to go and see how they feel yes. and i think if people experiment and see how they feel like i think more people will start going even there if there aren't the blockbuster movies anyway i think we've bubbled on enough yes <laughs> and we should definitely start our interviews Ines, do you want to introduce your interviewee first oh, of course what an honor oh my god so um, this week i've interviewed andy Meekin and he's an assistant the assistant manager at the light and he has worked in the cinema industry for two decades now wow. so he's a bit experienced in this part yeah and he has already worked for cine world actually mm -hmm. So let's see what he has to say. Yay! So first question, how do you feel about this whole situation? The whole situation of cinemas being reopened and the whole world that we live in is a, such a different time at this point in time. I have to admit, you know, on a personal level, there's the nervousness of, you know, there's still a pandemic raging and it's getting worse and worse and there's more lockdowns potentially coming in. From a work point of view, I feel comfortable at work. I, when I was returning back to work, I was nervous. I have to admit, it is nervous returning after six months of in operation and hoping that it is a, is a good environment to work in. But returning back to work and finding what cinemas have basically done to make it a safe environment, it feels it feels like a second home again. Because to me, cinema has always been a second home to me, either for leisure or for work. I love my job, so I'm glad that I feel safe and comfortable here. But this is such a weird environment to work in. This is such a weird environment, not only virus-wise, but also economically. You know, they, we're, we're approaching a, a bad recession again because of everything that's happened. And that is a troubling time for every industry. But this is the first time that I felt nervous for the cinema industry. Because if you take back to the last recession, cinema throughout history has always been re recession-proof. It's always, always been there during recessions as a cheaper way for people to go out and take their mind off things and enjoy things and you know settle down with the family and watch a film. It might seem expensive at times, but it's one of the cheapest nights out that you can get. But it's not pandemic proof as we're starting to see. And two weeks ago, when Cineworld announced that they were going to be closing their doors for the foreseeable future, you can imagine how, how much that hit me to know that the industry that I love, the industry that I feel comfortable and safe in, it's actually, it's actually struggling. It's struggling because it opened for a big blockbuster. That's my concern at this point in time. How, do, how long do you think this situation will last for? <laughs> I mean, that's all up in the air. If you'd, asked, if you'd asked me that about two, three months ago when all the pandemic levels were really low, I'd have comfortably said, you know what? This should be fine by October. Everything should be back to normal. But we've seen over this past month that the infection levels are spiking and the death rate is spiking as well. It's it's impossible to say how long it's gonna last. And what the problem is, is the longer that it lasts and the longer that the main distributors put off their big releases, 
the longer it's going to be a problem for cinemas and the more cinemas we're going to see struggling as a result. We've already seen Cineworld close its doors um, because they are linked with Regal in the US, so they've got huge international problems going on. Odeon are limiting their opening hours because they're linked with AMC, which is the biggest chain in the US, so obviously they've got that financial burden going on. View have announced that they're going to be reducing their opening hours on 12 of their sites across the UK from this week because they're another huge company. We're lucky with the light that we're still a small business, but we're still being impacted by it. And the longer this goes on, whilst we're, we're happy and we're comfortable that we're going into the future and we're going to keep going, how long can it keep going before we need a big blockbuster on our doorsteps? What measures could cinemas take to attract more people during these times? Uh, to attract people, I mean, the key thing which is stopping people coming, and I see this a lot online, is that people still aren't sure how safe an environment the cinema is. And I can understand it. I've been urging people to go and watch films, but making clear, look, if you don't feel comfortable, I'm not going to force you, because I don't feel comfortable going for a meal at a restaurant, I don't feel comfortable going to the pub. All the measures are in place on a day-to-day -day basis, hand sanitizer stations, regular cleaning of screens, longer delays between screenings so that you can get everything sanitized. Loads of like various yeah, face masks, which you can see are being worn at the moment. They're worn by the staff at all times and customers are required to wear them at all times. There's so much that we can, that we've already got in place on a practical level, but it's getting people to actually come in to see that for themselves. And the feedback that we get, and across other cinemas have had feedback from managers and team members who are now work at other sites, that they've all had the same feedback that the first time someone comes in, once they've experienced it once, they're like, actually, yeah, I'm gonna tell my friends that it's okay to come and you get good word of mouth, but we need the films. So what cinemas can do to try to get people back? Now for years, people have, people have said online, and on various forums, everything's just blockbusters, there's not enough variety. So this is the time for the variety. And the smaller distributors have rallied around cinemas to offer the smaller independent films that normally just go to places like Showroom and Curzon, for example, in Sheffield, that they're offering out on a wider market. And you know, even Netflix, Apple, and Amazon have been offering some of their products. So these are things that normally don't stick with the 12-week window. And that's the problem that cinemas have had, the 12-week window which has always been there, that something gets released at the cinema and then it's 12 weeks before it goes on home release. Has always been, if something breaks that, no, we're not having it. This is the time when cinemas need to go, you know what, even if it comes out in two weeks, let's get it on screen because there's people who will come and see things just to see them on the big screen. And so getting things like Travel to Chicago 7 from Netflix, getting On the Rocks, the Bill Murray film from Apple, or getting St Maud, the um, new British horror film that's come out this week, which is getting rave reviews, is giving variety and it's getting people to suddenly embrace that difference of films. And this is where the, the key thing is how it's marketed. And on various cinema social channels who've been doing this different things, I mean, the light themselves this weekend post out who says there's nothing new out and had a list of six different films that you could scroll through to prove that there's films out there come and see something, and that's what cinemas need to do. They need to adapt. They need to adapt to a more modern way of telling, the, telling films on screen, showing films on screen. Because the 12 week window and the big blockbusters, you can't rely on them anymore. Let's just go for any property, any product, and generate some film interest. 
Do you think streaming services as Netflix, Amazon Prime pose a threat to the cinema industry? It's always been seen that the streaming giants have been a threat. They're, they're, they're broaching on our territory. They're showing films, you know, last year. The, over the past few years, you look at the Academy Awards, Roma was a Netflix film, marvellous film, got like Academy Award for Best Director, Best Picture. Um, you've got The Irishman that was nominated for multiple awards. Even Uncut Gems was a streaming film that got nominated for awards in the BAFTAs and various other territories. Yes, they were a threat, but I've always said that there's people who would go to the cinema to watch a film regardless of whether it's on streaming. And you see it whenever you show, when you show Black, Back to the Future, if we put Back to the Future on next week, we'd have people turn up. It's available on streaming. Why are people going to see it? Because they want that experience. So I think that whole mentality that the industry has had, that they see streaming as a threat and they don't want to show streaming content because it's already free. I think that needs to be broken because I think that there are people who would prefer to see it on the big screen, at least for the first time, or after they've seen it on streaming. There's a load of films that I saw it on home release that I would love to see on the big screen because it's a different experience. You're in a darkened theatre, you've got an amazing sound system. No matter how good your home TV is, and I've got a great setup at home, nothing will beat the cinema experience. So I think that that mentality that streaming giants are a threat, they're not really. They're not as much. And in fact, they're the ones who are rallying around us to keep us going. And that's, that's the key thing that really like stood out to me last week when that, they started announcing all these films. It's the streaming giants are supporting us more than the three main distributors. So, what do you think about the hashtag Save Our Cinemas and how is this helping the industry? Um, well, the hashtag Save Our Cinemas was around sporadically for a couple of months. And then four weeks ago, on our own pad podcast, when we were talking about the state of the industry, I just said something needs to be done to save our cinemas. Hashtag Save Our Cinemas. And my co-host just went, we need to get on that. So I looked, found that it had been used like once or twice a month and just started from that point onwards tagging everything to do about film with hashtag Save Our Cinemas. And I've seen it rise and rise in popularity. I go on it now uh, onto Twitter, search for it, and every day there's a stream of hashtag Save Our Cinemas and I think it's marvellous. I think it's marvellous to see the wave and it's, mar it's marvellous for people who are understanding what it's about because it's easy to throw out a hashtag and just think you've done your job and walk away. But it's about every aspect of Save Our Cinemas. I'm very passionate about hashtags, Save Our Cinemas. I'm passionate about Save Our Theatres, Save Our Arts, because it's not just cinema that's at trouble at the moment. I mean, my co-host on our podcast, he is a frontman of a like Alice Cooper tribute band. So he's finding it hard to find gigs at the moment because there's not a lot of venues. So it's the whole leisure and entertainment industry that is at trouble. But hashtag Save Our Cinemas is obviously close to my heart. And it's, it's a three-pronged thing that we're asking people to do. And those things are, if you don't feel comfortable going to cinema, we get that. So urge the government to support cinemas. Government needs to fund to cover the losses that cinemas are seeing at the moment. There needs to be some government support. So whether that's filling petitions to get them to raise it in the Commons, or write letters to your MP, which a lot of people have been doing, they're very important because it gets the awareness to the government that this is an industry in crisis. The second prong is distributors, they need to show us some support. 
they need to let us have some big releases even if for example this Disney are going to be bringing Soul out straight to Disney Plus why not let the cinemas that are open also show it over Christmas because it will do good business so split the release show some support for the cinemas in that aspect and finally if people feel comfortable going to cinema there are films out so that's when I urge people look at your local cinemas whether it's an independent or a chain cinema look to see what they're showing and go to see something that you wouldn't have normally picked just one film a month would be enough from everyone who feels comfortable going to cinema to make cinemas comfortable going forward because if we don't focus on hashtag save our cinemas now then when it rolls over to next year and these big films start coming out there won't be any cinemas left to show those films so if you care about cinema in any way you should be supporting the hashtag save our cinemas cause and that was it that was really good i think before i say anything about the cinemas i just have to say that he's a great speaker yeah <laughs> like he he speaks so eloquently and he just you know you ask him a question he just goes on he's really good yeah and he he's kind of used to it because he also has a podcast um, and it's called film file and it's on podlink it's on podlink um so you guys if you want to check it out as well if you like if you're like movie geeks like us so i'll definitely be checking out so yes film file on podlink check yes. it out but um, I did check the hashtag Save Our Cinemas, um, which he mentioned, and it is it is honestly like still very active, and a lot of people are tweeting about it. I mean, not enough to go trending, but still, it's active enough that you know I think it makes it can like have an impact. Yeah. Um, but he said a lot of things that were really great, um, especially he said that um, cinemas have survived through every recession and right now they're closing and it reminded me of a sentence I found on one of the articles I was reading that said that cinemas survived two world wars and COVID has closed them down and that literally hit home for me. How is this possible? Really? Right? Like surviving war but now a pandemic which is, you know, in effect yeah. people are more fearful to go out while during wartime they might be feeling more rebellious I guess. But I definitely did agree with the 12-week window that he said that cinemas should adopt and start showing all kinds of movies. And I really like the fact that they, the light right now is showing indie films as well because it didn't used to do that. Yeah. I think um, there is another cinema in Sheffield called um, Showroom that used to show more indie films. So it's really good that the light is adapting that way. But yeah. you know how he said that Disney Plus and Netflix should release movies both on cinemas and in their streaming platforms. I think that would be a game changer. Yeah, uh, but you were commenting while we were yeah. listening, hearing to it that Netflix has bought a cinema, their own cinema? Yes, that happened last year um, because I think, um, like a bi I, I don't know the specifics, but I think uh, the court revoked a law from 1946 that said that no one can have like a production company that makes the movie and also like has oh, the cinemas. Okay. But yeah, since that was revoked, Netflix bought its first cinema. I don't know where that is. It's probably in the US. Yeah. And I think like Disney Plus and like Warner Bros can do the same right now, yeah. which 
can have so, repercussions. Yeah, it would be another game changer. So true. Um, I think the cinema industry is really changing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So really do try to enjoy it now while you can. Yes. And now just go to the cinema to discover new movies instead of just to watch that blockbuster that you know it's gonna be good mm -hmm. just go to explore you know yeah it's it's really actually it's, it's a great chance because those are like really refreshing films we're used to blockbusters i remember watching trailer after trailer and being like oh this looks the same as the last one yeah <laughs> right so now it, it's our chance to not only like have the experience again of going to the cinema but also watching something different and supporting small artists and new up-and-coming artists that are making movies instead of like david Leeds and steven spielberg and i don't know christopher nolan <laughs> And with that, let's go to our next interview, which is with Sophie Ann Winterbottom, who is a 23-year-old worker, also from The Light in ah, Sheffield. Nice. Yes. Sophie, as a cinema worker, how would you describe the situation in the cinema right now? It's very, it's very daunting at the moment, I think. Um, it, there's a lot of uncertainty going around. Nobody really knows what to expect. You know, it's all everything's so like up in the air. Well, obviously, like there's like there's a lot of small budget films coming out. But obviously, like with Bond, everyone was sort of like at first we were like, oh, it'll help us. You know, it'll we'll get through this really quiet period, and then Bond will pick everything up again and then it was like delayed so everyone was like oh okay like it must be like really weird because cinemas are usually you know full of life and full of people yeah 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 it's really strange and especially like it's weird because you, you're so used to it being busy but then we've gotten used to it being really quiet now so to the point where the other day I did uh, you know I did an intro and I think there was about there was about 30 people in there but I remember doing this intro and I saw how many people were there and I thought, oh my God, there's so many people. Like, But it was actually like, that was actually quiet pre-lockdown. 30 people was quiet, you know. Yeah. So like now it's just like, it's really busy. So it, it was, it's weird how it's changed so much. So are you guys afraid of like the cinema having to close? Is that a prospect? It is obviously, I think it's on everyone's mind, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of worrying that it's a possibility. Like for me personally, I'm a bit like, now nah, we won't close, but then I'm like, yeah, we might close though, you know, it's a constant battle with you. So um, I think it just depends on like the restrictions and that obviously, like because the cinema industry wasn't included in this 10pm curfew thing, so we've managed to get out of that but um i think it just just depends on what happens with sheffield now i think if we go into a local lockdown or into tier three or this very high thing then that's when we might have to or we will have to consider it then you know do you think that will be completely destructive this time around oh i don't know it's so it's so hard to think like it's so hard to say um we're possibly like we've had to do some redundancies already um so i think there might be some more like if we did have to close again if the government aren't extending this furlough scheme as well then it might have to be a possibility as well if we're not going to get that support which kind of gets me like to the next question of how have you been affected by all this as a worker 
so like we're on a week on week off type road at the moment which is quite a weird routine to get into especially with like you sort of do your week and then when you've got your week off you sort of it's hard to push yourself to get back into work for that week on again you know because you've sort of like settled and you're relaxing on your week off but then you're sort of like oh yeah it's a weird routine um obviously the hours are very slim at the moment there's not many hours you see I'm, i think i'm quite lucky like compared to some other people because i'm still living at home with family you know cause there's a couple there that obviously have kids and their families and houses to pay for and that so, you know, there's like a financial strain in cinemas now with Cineworld closing its doors and everything. So would you prefer more people come to the cinemas right now? Or are you still like a little bit apprehensive because of coronavirus and are a little bit like, hmm, maybe the quiet is good? <laughs> I don't, I think um, I'd like people to come out and um, just come and support the cinemas, you know, because we are doing the right things there you know there's it's very safe there everyone's socially distancing we've got the barriers up on the tills and we're wearing face masks and cleaning like so much so it is really safe it would be nice for people to come out and support the cinemas you know it's not like a health and safety risk because even if there were a lot of people there we'd still manage to distance them all and keep them all safe and that so how do you personally feel about the cinema? I see it's like, it's like an escape, isn't it? You know, well, it's somewhere where you can meet up with your friends, you can go and watch a film and then you sort of come out of that film afterwards and you're sort of like, whoa, we've been here for two hours. And it's like, you sort of get so lost in the film. It's like, it's nice to have that break from real life, you know? somewhere to relax isn't it and put your sort of mind at ease you can sort of put all your worries behind you while you watch a film and you know yeah so it's a special place (laughs) it definitely is like there's so many times that I was having a bad day and I was like you know what I'll go and watch a movie and you're completely transported to a whole new world can you get popcorn like the popcorn at the cinema is like amazing isn't it you can't get popcorn like that anywhere else <laughs> honestly that's so true I've tried I've, I've tried getting that like <laughs> butteriness and like that saltiness like the sweet and salty but nowhere so how would you feel about the prospect of cinemas being reduced and having like England having a lot less cinemas like Cineworld isn't like my favorite place ever like um but obviously like I wouldn't wish closure on anyone you know I've got a lot of friends there and it's sad to see that um they've all like lost their jobs and been put in that position it's really sad and I do feel for them you know but yeah it's it's very scary especially when it comes to like the distributors um like the big ones like Warner Bros and Disney and you'd think that they'd support us the most and they're not so I think especially with like Cineworld like the biggest chain closing I think that it's just going to get worse on the as in like the 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 distributor side of things I think that I think it'll just get a bit worse and they'll probably just be like oh now that the biggest cinema chains closed what's the point in sending films out when we can just stick it straight to Disney plus or the streaming services you know Luckily, um, like Netflix have like 
chipped in and helped out so that's like so you do think like now people will start preferring more streaming services and actual distributors will prefer to invest in streaming services instead of cinemas i think a lot of distributors are leaning more towards the streaming services now if anything was to ever happen to the sim industry like i really hope it doesn't but i feel like if something did ever happen to it people would be like they would miss it you know i do think people still like enjoy going to the cinemas um we've just had a really busy weekend but that's because a lot of uh, kids films came out so i think people like parents like taking the kids and and all that getting them out of the house especially after being in lockdown for so long definitely but i i think i agree with you i don't think that this is the end of cinemas because you can't recreate the magic of a cinema screen of like watching a movie on the big screen and the light going lower and exactly yeah 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 if you have this certain streaming things they don't really show a lot of like there's not like all the films there you know what i mean like there's not if you want to watch a specific film it's not always on the stream side but the cinemas always show them you know and that was it what what did you think yeah i really liked it she said the right things and it really i really like that part that she was talking about that 30 people in a room was like an accomplishment was like a good day and we just have to just like every in everything in life during this time we just have to adapt and realize that things are not going to be the same for a lot of time yeah oh my god i was like that's so true like 30 people in a room have you imagined? And um, she she told me that this was their biggest screen, so 30 people are actually very few in that in that screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because like we, we talk about cinemas, we talk about movies, but we don't really realize the impact it has to the actual workers. Because as she said, there are people there that have families, are paying for houses, rents, mortgages, and they can't afford that right now. So I can't imagine what stress they're going through and how anxious they might be yeah so go to your local cinema at least like once a month like andy said like they're taking all precautions like both andy and sophie said that they're cleaning they're wearing masks they're ensuring that you all have like social distance there if you are not feeling uncomfortable and you're either way going out to pubs might as well go to the cinema especially you freshers i know all you're going pubs. out all the pubs are also safe i've been to weather spots it was safe like yeah. so much distance. The plastic uh, dividers, like oh, they're plastic yeah. dividers from each table. I was self-isolating oh, like, for two weeks, so I don't. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what that is like. So to conclude this amazing episode, very insightful episode, um, we are gonna do our traditional Instagram interactions. So this time, Ines created a poll because we really wanted to see how many people are actually going to the cinemas. I mean, that's not an actual representation of how many people are in Sheffield in the UK, but let's see how the poll did. Drum rolls, please. I can't do it, but... (laughs) So, 90% said they haven't been to the cinema recently, and 10% said they had. And these 10% are like three people, and one of them was... (laughs) A friend of mine from Portugal making fun of me or something. (laughs) Like, even from an Instagram poll, you can understand that cinemas are not getting a lot of 
customers and audiences so please 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 go and support your local cinema and its workers and the movies and as we said it's a chance to watch new movies indie movies fresh movies and not blockbusters that you could watch on i don't know netflix or disney plus yeah and we also got two comments on our instagram page yes we put it late so excuse us for that yes um but we asked what are your thoughts about the prospect of cinemas closing and danny lardner said watching movies at home is 100 better anyway oh. is it though danny is it really because like i don't know every time i watch this like i put on blockbuster movies or anytime i watch this huge movie and i know i'm gonna watch it in my tiny laptop screen something dies inside me i feel like i'm i'm losing half the experience yeah. when I do it, right so maybe danny you haven't been to the cinema as much you have to buy popcorn with m&ms and just like yeah. the crispy m&ms though oh Yes. Ah, that's my kind of girl. Um, and go to the cinema, the screening rooms that have like the leaning. The, the, yes. You know, <laughs> when you're just laying down rather than sat, yeah. those are the best. So, Danny, a suggestion for you. Go do that, Danny. Also, I have a love-hate relationship with those chairs because I feel like the true cinema experience has you so uncomfortable in your chair <laughs> but not wanting to get up because the movie is so good but that's just my opinion, maybe that's the Greek way <laughs> No, I, th I think all the cinemas in the UK like have the... Yeah, they have the reclining chair but I hadn't experienced that because in Greek... Yeah, like in, in our countries yeah. the, the chairs are uncomfortable but you like them anyway because the movie is great Yeah, you know, I went a bit too audient I was yes. like, you have a button to click and you just lay down <laughs> and those those chairs are like practically beds <laughs> and our last answer is from Bernadette and she said it'd be very sad if those cinemas will be closed forever I agree with that so let's protect them yes So all of this show was like a pledge to go to the cinema yes hashtag shame or cinema <laughs> <laughs> and that was it from us if you have any thoughts about this episode or any ideas about any future episodes you would like us to do or any comments at all just reach out to us at at a dot cup of chatter on instagram but that was it from us that was it bye bye, bye.